0: This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> Welcome to Is This Real Life? A podcast that relates the quirkiest aspects of pop culture and reality TV to our own lives. This is your host, Mandy Slusker. Let's get to it. I am here with Emily Yar, a Washington Post entertainment reporter for the style section. She is one of the Bachelor recappers for Solo-ish. Hi, Emily. Hello. Welcome to Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for having me. I actually watched The Bachelor with you, I think, a couple months ago. Maybe it was like six weeks ago with some of the other Washington Post recappers, and it was pretty hilarious. Yeah, it's really fun. This normally we don't recap it every season, but this year uh, we started to do weekly recaps um, with a group of us from the post, and it has been quite entertaining. Are you sad it's over? Kind of. I kind of feel like it's a Stockholm syndrome type thing where at (laughs) first it's really hard to watch it every week, especially. This season, which didn't have the most charismatic Bachelor, I would say. Ooh. But now that it's <laughs> over, I, I think I'm kind of going to miss it. I know. <laughs> well, before we get started, I was wondering if you could use one word to describe this season, what word would you use? Well, I think I'm, I'm going to take a word from, from Lauren, who I guess is now sort of the winner of The Bachelor, and just say, Wow. 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 That would be my <laughs> my description of this season, which which was pretty special. So this week was insane because we had five hours. That is a long time to spend watching a show. Especially when you're watching someone you're not so fond of. It was a lot of bachelor. Yeah, Monday was three hours and Tuesday was two hours, so Oh, my gosh. So let's go back to Monday and just kind of walk through how the finale went. So Lauren met the family first. And I think they thought she was okay, and I think they really warmed up to her at the end, but I thought it was a little odd when they met Becca and kept on mentioning Lauren's name to Becca. Do you think that's happened in the past and just wasn't aired? We were talking about this on Monday watching the show because it was very strange. Normally, the family, you know, meets the final two and there's sort of this like tacit understanding that like you're pretending that this is a totally normal situation and you didn't just meet or, and you're not about to meet someone else who might be engaged to your family member. So I thought that was pretty rare that they would keep bringing up. Lauren to Becca, if not a little bit rude. um, I think she was pretty thrown by it. So do you think it's, like, cultural that they just, like... I don't know, I know they're from Holland, and maybe just completely unaware of, like, this is a game, but this is also people's lives? (laughs) It's possible. I mean, Ari has been on the show before, so I would think that they, like, kind of know how it works. Oh, yeah, I keep forgetting that. Yeah, well, it it was, like, five years ago, which is, like, 100 years ago in Bachelor time. It's been, like, 10 seasons or something. How long have you been watching the show? I think I've probably been watching for about... Eight or nine years. So you're like um, a historian. Uh, well, <laughs> I wish I could claim that title. I think to be a historian, maybe you would have had to start in the very beginning. But I think I started watching, I mean, the first vivid memory I have of it, weirdly enough, was Jason Mesnick's season. I was going to ask. Um, just because I didn't really pay a ton of attention to it until then. And that, I just vividly remember being so shocked that that played out on live TV. It's like, I might have to start watching this show. So it pulled you in. Yeah, that was that was a good one. Oh, man. And he's still with Molly, and we got a chance to see them on Tuesday night. That was pretty hilarious. I kind of got the sense that, like, maybe he's been waiting for this moment, like, since <laughs> since that happened, because now the heat is kind of off him, because, yeah, he has a successful marriage, um, they have kids, like, they seem really happy, and he, he could, like, barely contain his glee for yesterday. being on television again. Then, yeah. <laughs> that and being like, well, I'm not the only one to make that mistake. That's so funny. And I think he handled it so much better. Then Ari, but we'll get to that in a bit. So for those of you listening who have been living under a rock, Ari, The Bachelor... Had two final women, Becca and Lauren. You could describe one as an apple and one as a starfish. <laughs> That's what Becca said. Uh, so he ends up proposing to Becca, who is from my hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota. She is lovely, she is kind, she is caring, she is confident, she wants to be an equal partner. And she also wants some, you know, to challenge her partner and wants to also be challenged. And I think Ari thought he wanted that. Uh, But then when he thought a little bit harder, once he actually proposed to Becca, he went back on everything he said In his proposal, which is "I choose you today and every day for the rest of my life," that wording (laughs) would come back to haunt him. Painful, and he dumps Becca and leaves Becca for Lauren, who takes him back without any question. Yeah, so that's what happened. Yeah. So, questions for you: How do you think the producers handled Ari's decision and putting everything? out there and filming it. Um, Well, this was definitely the most controversial part, I think, of the five-hour-long spectacle, was the fact that Ari, once he made this decision that he did not want to be with Becca anymore and he wanted to give Lauren a chance, he kind of blindsided her. And sort of how it played out was that there are these, like, couples weekends that the final two have after the show airs, because there's there's, like, a few months between when the show is filmed and when it airs, so...
1: They so they're kind of, in Heidi.
0: Yeah, so they kind of it's have like to, a secret meet up, and they fly them in and they get them a cute little spot in the mountains and whatever. Exactly. So they it was. So as far as Becca knew, it was just another one of their secret couples weekends, and everything was going great. They were looking at houses. They were figuring out what she was going to do with her place in Minnesota. Presumably, she was going to move in with him in, in Scottsdale. Um, but instead, when she showed up and the cameras were rolling, um, Ari broke off the engagement and said he wanted to give it another try with Lauren. So what the producers decided to do was, and they they bragged about this too, they said it was the first time in reality show history that a scene had ever aired on TV, completely uncut, raw footage. They did not edit anything out of it. And I thought that decision was pretty questionable. I mean, I thought it was awful. I think... It was the first time I, I ever wished that there had been editing, because it was almost 40 minutes of seeing Becca completely break down, kind of try to run away and hide from the cameras, and they kept filming, and it, it was really hard to watch. So, for those of you listening who didn't see this, <laughs> I don't know how you missed it, the... Um, Cameras are there when Ari greets her, and he doesn't have his luggage with him. And I'm oh, sure that's that... That's catch. Yeah, I'm sure that was the thing that made her think something was off. Also, I don't think there were ever cameras at their other meetups, I would assume, because I don't think they normally film this. Yeah, that was... um. So JoJo, who had been The Bachelorette two seasons ago, she tweeted about this, and she said there were never cameras there when they had these couples' weekends. And the creator actually tweeted back at her and said, oh, so you never filmed anything on your iPhone? So it's possible that the contestants would you know, film themselves, but there was it seems pretty rare there'd be a camera Wait, crew Mike there. Wait, Mike Fleiss, the creator? Or, or no, um, an ABC executive tweeted back at JoJo oh my god! when she said that. Um, so maybe there's been a new... And she's like, well, maybe since my season, but she's like, we never had camera crews. So he goes in, he breaks things off with her, While she's trying to figure out that he's dumping her and breaking off the engagement, she takes off her engagement ring and puts it on the table. And then when she puts her left hand up again to her face, the ring isn't on there anymore. And she just cries and is quiet and doesn't say much to him which is very different from how I would have handled it. I mean, I would have had a complete nervous breakdown. I would have started screaming. I would have probably taken the mic off and thrown it somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then I would have taken a clonazepam. So, <laughs> and, and and called someone that I care about. Um But she really held it together, like, despite crying, which I thought she was not even wailing the way I would wail. I think she – it looked like she was in shock a little bit. She was definitely – she says, uh, like, in an interview that she kind of blacked out. Like, she doesn't really remember how she handled it. But then she kind of goes away into the other room and then into the bathroom, runs the shower, and flushes the toilet. So it's like she's trying to make it so they can't hear her cry, which is such a painful thing. Like, if you've ever tried to hide your tears from someone, you know how embarrassing that is. And there's, like, a massive film crew. And they're not leaving her alone. And you could still hear because she was still mic'd up. So you could hear her crying. And it was just, because they didn't edit the footage, it was just an extended sequence of just her crying. And Ari just kind of sitting there. And not sure and, what to do. Yeah. And he kept on trying to come a little closer to her and like I think he wanted her to say something to him and she's like it's not going to change anything so why would I say anything to you yeah you kind of got the sense that he was waiting for her to forgive him or say it's all okay or she understood and once he realized that wasn't going to happen in God's name would he think that she would ever forgive him for that Don't know. And this is what a lot of people on Twitter were speculating, too, that he wanted to kind of show, oh, I'm being such a good guy. Like, I'm letting her down really nicely. In person. She's your fiancé. Of course you're doing this in person. If you did it, what, over text? Was that the other option? (laughs) Well, the, the things he was saying, too, he basically said at one point, as he was explaining to her, he was breaking up with her and trying to get back with Lauren, he said, you know, the more we've been hanging out, the more, you know, something like I realized, I you know, he felt in love with yeah. the runner up and everyone was like hanging out. Like you're in, you're engaged. To her. <laughs> you're not just, just hanging like hanging out. out. So yeah, that was confusing. Do you think the producers crossed a line? Uh, I think, yeah, I think that really did not need to be shown on television. I get what they're trying to do. And, and I do agree with it in a sense that, you know, they, they have a tough job because if they hadn't done that, you know, people complain about the show being boring. So they do want to amp up the drama. And then when they do something like that, everyone says they crossed a the line, they went too far. So I get they have a job to do. They want ratings, They want people talking about the show. And they definitely accomplished that. But to watch someone suffering like that felt really, really wrong. It did. It felt... Emotionally manipulative and abusive because they ambushed her. That was the manipulation. Like I think when she mic'd up that morning, that she thought something completely different was going on. And when she, you see, like like the wheels turning in her head, like what? Yeah, I think that was the main issue was that um, right. in one of the when we were recapping it, someone called it entrapment, which it kind of felt like that they sort yeah. of lured her to this place that she thought was just, you know, a regular couples weekend with her fiance. Oh, it was awful. So do you think that Jason Mesnick handled himself better or worse than Ari? I think that it was pretty similar. I mean, I, I went back and watched on YouTube some of the clips, and it, it was pretty bad. And Like yeah, I for, said, bachelor historian <laughs> here, Emily R. Bachelor historian, I guess, yeah, I did some research. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, so Jason, what had happened, it was basically the same thing where he proposed to Melissa Rycroft and then realized that he could not stop thinking about the runner-up, but Molly he did, Mulaney. But he realized that within a few days, right? Yeah, I think it was faster, and he also – so their reunion happened on after the final rose. So he faced Melissa for the first time to kind of break up with her. But I think the difference was they had already talked. So she knew it was coming like when she arrived at the show, she knew that things were not going to go well. So in that sense, I mean, it was nice that he gave her a heads up as awful as the situation was. Um, So I think maybe that's what put him a little bit Ahead of Ari, in terms of. She seems to be totally over that because she's married now with children, and so is he. And so she actually tweeted that Molly looked beautiful and that it's all water under the bridge, and, you know, everyone's moved on. No need to, you know, make a big deal out of it. Well, I think that's probably why they invited him back to show that yes this terrible situation happened but he and Molly who took him back you know they've been married yeah for years so like well it can all work out you know after time. I mean do you think that the pressure was on them to choose because both Melissa and Becca kind of fit this image of perfect wife and potential perfect mother and that the ones that they ended up with kind of didn't fit that mold um, for example, Molly was only 24, and so he, Jason, was already a single father and was looking for someone to be a stepmom to his son, and was like, how could a 24-year-old, you know, when he's probably, what, wasn't Melissa, like, what, like, 26? You know, like, it's that big of a difference? <laughs> yeah. But in his mind, you know, maybe he just didn't think she was as polished. Yeah, and I think that is what happened with Ari also because, yeah, like you were saying in the beginning, Becca had all these amazing qualities. She's very confident in herself and her career, and he could see her, you know, as wife material, which is sort of what this show is all about. I think maybe he felt more chemistry with Lauren, but was afraid that, you know, if he picked her, either, you know, it would look bad for him or, I mean, he claims it's because he thought she was hesitant. Um, But yeah, I think that he and Jason fell into that same kind of thinking. I think he also, he blamed both of them kind of for what he did. He said that, you know, you were really confident, Becca, and that's why I chose you, because you always gave me what I needed, but in the end, like, I'm not into you kind of a thing. And he said something, I can't remember when he faced her on television for the first time, where I felt like he was almost blaming her. Yeah, he had this one line where he was talking about it, and he because she was basically saying, um, you know, I get this. This is what I signed up for. But you gave me no indication that this was happening. Like, when did you change your mind? And she was also asking, oh, because he, I guess, had talked to Lauren oh, before they brought that. Yes, that was the this issue. Is the issue is that he reached out to Lauren beforehand to make sure that she would still take him right. back. So that was something that was left out of Monday. And then Tuesday, we learned that He had reached out to Lauren, they had some magical conversation that apparently changed his mind about everything, told Becca about it after the fact, so she was asking him about this and she was basically saying, and I think he had said before, you know, would it be okay if I reached out to Lauren to get some closure, and she said, sure, that's fine, but then at some point after that, that's when he called her, and then he didn't tell her for a week that they had talked. So I think that was when Becca was asking for, about that delay, and he had said, Well, you know, I didn't want to make a rash decision. And, you know, also, you were working all the time. And that's when Twitter was like, Whoa, did yes. just- <laughs> you have That was it. You were working all <laughs> like, the time. I did just blame her working for the fact that. that oh, happens? my God. And yes. then with Lauren, it's like, Oh, but you weren't always sure, mm-hmm. and you needed a little bit of reassurance. So that's why I didn't choose you. Yeah. It's like, What person is always sure? I mean, and in this situation, by the end, they're by themselves all day. They don't have access to phones or technology. Mm -hmm. They're only with producers who tell them crazy lies, like, it's for sure you. You've got this in the bag and, you know, prey on their vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been Mm -hmm. very upset with the producers about this. I felt like they crossed a line um, in Rachel's season with filming Dean's Family, and mm-hmm. showing it the way that they showed it public like that crossed the line. And then this raw, unedited footage of a girl's heart being broken just yeah. for our own entertainment. It was, yeah, and before it aired, Mike Fleiss, the creator, and then this one ABC executive tweeted, you know, kind of this lecture at fans, like, you know, we know tonight will be, Dramatic, but please remember, these are real people with real feelings, which felt pretty hypocritical considering they don't care they were about them. <laughs> the ones they don't showing care. So, yeah. Mike Fleiss is such a jerk. <laughs> I still am not over the fact that he is still shading Caitlyn and Sean and not giving them their on TV wedding because Caitlyn accidentally made it known that she had chosen Sean by Snapchatting them together uh, oh, before. Yeah, it was like. Fan. No one knew this. I didn't know this, but somehow it made the rounds on the internet, Mm -hmm. and apparently it spoiled her season. All the seasons are spoiled by reality, Steve. So if you really want to know what happens, you can find out regardless. But she chose someone who is so wonderful, and they're such a good couple, and they're so funny, and that is what the show is supposed to be about, right? Finding love. They found love. Give them their show. Give them their... You I know, it's just a wedding. Well, I didn't realize that was why they, yeah, they were waiting on that. That's really And then she also, because she has a podcast now, mm-hmm. shout out Caitlin Bristow mm-hmm. off the Vine, she said that afterwards she wanted to go on Dancing with the Stars because she was a professional mm-hmm. dancer. And they told her no. Yeah. I do remember seeing that. And that was very. And then every like guy has been allowed to go on. And so she's like, why yeah. are they able to and not me? Yeah. And oh, that's really strange. Super sexist. Um, so what are your thoughts on the women from Ari's season who joined us for part of Monday and a lot of Tuesday? So I think we had uh, Babysitter's Club Becca, <laughs> 22-year-old, missing on a pot farm, uh, Tia, Kendall, Carolyn, who who the hell was she, and CN. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on all of those yeah, ladies? That was fun. I kind of liked that they had that group out there just because they were pretty entertaining. Um, Caroline, yeah, also, I, I, I couldn't really remember. So her, thirsty. But, <laughs> um, that was, I, I honestly could not remember I when she had been Yeah. Or kicked off. Voted um, off the island. I was <laughs> like getting <anime> my reality <laughs> lingo mixed up. But uh, Becca uh, is hilarious. Um, she's, you know, the 22-year-old and her whole... Narrative this season was how young she was. And she is absolutely the funniest Twitter presence, I think, I have seen on the show in a long time. She's been really entertaining to follow. Oh, this is so crazy. (laughs) Basically, ousted Ari for direct messaging her on Instagram. He DM'd her while all this was going on. So he she he wrote, DMing your ex is a good look too at R.A. Jr. <laughs> and then she screenshotted the messages. And they were just, I think, friendly and kind of harmless. But with everything going on, he should not have been in communication. So one of them was... Um, a picture of him with two women um unknown women uh their faces are cut out and he said just realized you were born in the same year as my first two-on-one which yes that would have been fine Mm -hmm. i don't know it's it's just not appropriate and then the next one was a picture of her when the Story came out about her having gone missing and her mom registering her as a missing person when she was just on a marijuana farm with no cell reception. Um, and he said, this just made women the internet today. Such a shame they didn't use your license photo. Cry face. And then she's like very friendly with him. So I think she maybe didn't know the background at that point. She's like, um, there was no way in hell that I was going to use that license photo. Ha ha ha. And then he's like, so good. You seriously crack me up. Hope all is well. I'm not too pissed about it. I don't think he was being inappropriate. But I felt like with everything going on, you should not be talking to anyone else. Yeah, she was really not happy with him. And when she was out there during after the final rose last night, she she was very made it very clear. She thought he was extremely manipulative. Um, when Chris Harrison asked a question, you know, it was, it was something about what they hoped for for Lauren or something like that. She was just like, I hope Lauren, you know, gets out of this. Like she was not a fan yeah, of being together. Yeah, she's like, get out. Yeah, <laughs> don't stay with him. She did not mince words, and the other women weren't really fans either. I mean, Tia was talking about how she had actually been with Lauren on New Year's Eve when Ari had first messaged her yes. and asked if they could talk. Yes, I bet Lauren is probably not going to be close with any of these women. Not after. No, because she took him back and they're judging her and Mm -hmm. they're, you know, saying publicly, like, we don't blame Lauren. But they're blaming Ari and Mm -hmm. Lauren's now engaged to Ari. So that was the other crazy bomb that was dropped is that he proposed on television Mm -hmm. to the runner up. Yeah, and you can kind of tell everyone watching was like, oh, he's not. No, he wouldn't do that oh, my God, is he doing that? Oh, like, you have to look away. Like, you kind of it couldn't believe so, it. And it was such a shitty proposal. It was so vanilla. It wasn't exciting. He wasn't, like, emotional. I mean, do you think he's a sociopath? Like, does he have – he, can he not, like, tell how his actions impact other people? It's shocking. Yeah, it was – He definitely it it was kind of hard to tell what he was thinking he was not the most yeah empathetic person during any of this and it's always kind of hard to tell with those people it's like are you just not good at showing emotion what's going on because it just on tv it comes off as very callous and it's not a good look not a good look um how do you feel about becca as the next bachelorette well, part of me is glad that, you know, she got something out of this, because I think the star of the show, you know, gets paid, and maybe she'll, you know, find someone. I mean, I thought that's a love, priority. But... It's like she'll get a payday, but also, yeah, maybe she'll find someone, and she gets to, you know, go on this adventure. Part of me is sad that she is going to be continuing to operate on this show that, really did, I think, took advantage of her and sort of treated her in this manner. But also, like, good for her for making the best of it. If this is what she wants, then they they really owe her her entire show and 25 men to pick from. Did you see the five first men that we got a glimpse of the other (laughs) night? It was awkward. I mean, they... So this one had some pretty funny lines bashing Ari. One guy brought a horse. One guy, I think, had a banjo with him. I so am super into the banjo guy. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. I thought he was, like, the cutest person I've ever seen on the show, hands down. Yeah. Although the last guy that I thought was really hot was named West, and he brought a compass that was permanently on the direction of West and gave it to whoever the Bachelorette was. And I was like, he's so cute. But then it came out later that he had a wife that died, and she, like, died in their bathtub. And, like, (laughs) people were like, did he murder her? And it wasn't quite clear. So I don't have the best history of picking hot men on The Bachelor. (laughs) It's okay. It's really hard to tell who's going to break through. (laughs) I also really liked Peter um, from Rachel's Mm -hmm. season, but it sounds like he also was a little bit emotionally manipulative. Peter, yeah, I feel like that was such a missed opportunity for them, for The Bachelor, and I think, I guess that's why they had to go with Ari, because it seemed like Peter should have been the first choice. I mean, yeah, he and Rachel had their issues. He had demands, though. Like, he wasn't willing to sign off on everything in that contract, and Mm -hmm. they were like, screw you. If you're not going to give us your entire life, you know, then we'll go with this, like, aging ex sort of old racer guy mm-hmm. whose eyes are a little too close t- together <laughs> and who has no feelings. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so it was kind of a downgrade. Yeah, I, I'm sad for the bachelor season that could have been with, with Peter. <laughs> I know. You know what? We should all have a graveyard in which to bury, you know, the what could have been Bachelor and Bachelorette. Who would you have liked to see as Bachelorette if it wasn't Becca? Um. I thought Tia or Kendall would have been a good choice. Kendall, taxidermy um, Kendall girl. Kendall was just fascinating with her taxidermy and her, she was just so sweet. And even when Crystal, you know, the season's villain was, you know, just, I forget what she even said, but it was just one of those episodes where she was saying Crystal. some pretty terrible things. Yeah, that was a good impression of her voice, <laughs> which I was not even going to attempt to do. I think um, that maybe. <laughs> like a try going bowling. <laughs> she is now that's, that's creepy that was, I shouldn't do that no that was exactly what she sounded like and Kendall was so sweet to her and was basically saying you know I know you're saying all these terrible things because of your own pain and the own things in your. Life. and i are like oh my god Kendall is so sweet I know and she's so wise <laughs> she's I also wise. love that she didn't get in over her head with this despite the producers likely saying oh he's in love with you you're the one it's gonna be you and she was kind of like I'm not sure if I'm ready to get married at the end of this. Yeah. And I'm not going to tell him I am just so I can keep being on the show. Yeah, I think she would have been a good bachelorette. If all of this had kind of not imploded the way it did, I think they could have gone with her easily. Do you ever think they're going to have someone on who wasn't on a previous season? At this point, that's hard to imagine just because they... Like, I, I see their point it does, that you do come with this fan base that's already invested, especially after somewhere like this. Like, you do... I, you know, I know I'm going to watch because I do want to see if Becca, at the end of all of this, like, will find someone and be happy. So yeah, I think they're just going to keep going back to that, that <laughs> well, the never ending <laughs> well of uh, Bachelor Bachelorettes past. They have so many options. Who are one. you most excited to see on Bachelor in Paradise? Gosh. I mean I hope Becca M just because she was yes, so hilarious. So interesting. And she just had some really good one liners. You can tell she's extremely intelligent and just you know, kinda of very self aware too. Um, but not self aware enough that she like wouldn't be on the show. So I, I hope we see her. Um, yeah. Probably Tia, just because she reminds me so much of Raven from they, like, They're basically typecast. the same. Yeah. yeah. I think they're good friends, too, like from Arkansas. So that I thought they didn't. Oh, her or they, and Raven. I thought oh, no, yeah. Becca and oh, no. Tia had a falling out. Um, That's oh, why they I, did? Well, at least yeah. on the Women till All, mm-hmm. she was pretty upset that Tia went to Ari and said, I don't think Becca is ready for marriage. I do about that. Okay. Um, so I don't know if they've gotten over that. I was yeah. looking at where they were strategically positioned on the couch <laughs> I guess they last night. And they kind of weren't. They weren't touching. Yeah. And they didn't seem to make eye contact or laugh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I forgot they, yeah. Um, But I bet that she just get over it. Like, Tia did her a favor. She got out of there before having to do hometowns, which would have been a nightmare. Especially with her family (laughs) that, you know, reported her missing. (laughs) Although, I don't blame her mother. And she said it if she had made home counts, her father was just refusing to show up. So oh, I think really? I, yeah, she he was going to pull a Rachel Lindsay's dad and just like, well, not be Rachel Lindsay's dad is a judge and couldn't be on television. <laughs> yeah. Is <laughs> Becca M's dad special? Or know, is he just, but... <laughs> you know, salty about his daughter going on television and making out with a man 14 year old? <laughs> 14 years older than him. I, um, I didn't see her tweeting that he was just like, nope, not having it. <laughs> so. so I've looked up a couple things on social media that I wanted to go through. So my favorite thing is that you and the other recappers from the Washington Post. Uh, all hang out on Mondays, drink wine, and do the recapping together. And it sounds like at the end, uh, Lisa Bonos was giving out roses to the entire <laughs> recap team while wearing a Democracy Dies in Darkness t shirt. In the words of our villain, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty epic way to end this season of recapping. Yeah. Lisa did have, you know, we always go to Lisa's apartment to watch the show, and she had an entire bouquet of roses. And at the end, I thought she was joking that she said we were going to do a rose ceremony at the end of it, but then she was, <laughs> she made she she go was not see a rose ceremony. <laughs> she, as each person left, she gave us a rose and get, delivered like a pretty heartfelt, you know, speech. She, Yeah, speech oh like gosh. thanking us for spending all this time on the show. And um, it, it got a little emotional at the end. <laughs> Time. I know. <laughs> well, you so, said you were like, but it also you mentioned Stockholm Syndrome, so was she yeah. your captor? <laughs> <laughs> A little bit, but only in the best way. And <laughs> then We were all in it together. You <laughs> also had an interesting thing that you tweeted that really got me thinking, which is, why did Ari film the breakup with Becca, but not that phone call that changed everything with Lauren? Yes, this was... My biggest question from last night that I wish I could have asked. But yeah, so his whole thing about because the producers said they said we did not make Ari film the breakup. That was all him, knowing you know, I'm sure they, really. yeah, like they could have, you know the one of the ABC producers said that it is it was his choice. Um, and that, and yeah, like they, I'm sure the producers encouraged it, but they can't force you to do anything, especially when the show is it's done at that point. Yeah, um, so that was his choice to bring the cameras. And Ari's reasoning was that he wanted to show the world that Becca did nothing wrong, this was all him, and he wanted to be totally transparent and show how it played out. Which, okay, fine, but, but, then, but then after then, the fact, wouldn't you ask her, like, hey, do you mind if this right. is shown on <laughs> national television? <laughs> so. That explanation was already suspect, but then the fact that he had had this apparently, like, transformative conversation with Lauren on New Year's Eve that changed which his mind. Which is shocking because I mean, Lauren doesn't speak. Yeah, which also I don't... Under- I. Dying to know how that conversation went. And then they talked again, and he told her that he had broken up with Becca, and he showed none of that. So a lot of people um, on Twitter last night were saying as well that it it was very strange that he felt the need to protect Lauren from all the scrutiny. But for Becca, it was just sort of fair game, like her heartbreak. So that was really weird. He likes being a protector, and he didn't think Becca needed her as a protector. One thing I really thought was interesting one of the only things she said when he was breaking up with her was well you finally got to see me cry oh yeah which made me wonder if he had ever told her well you don't show enough emotion or you know because I think he likes when women cry he seems to like get turned on by it really weirdly and you know she's a strong woman and I think it's fine when women don't cry you don't have to cry all the time but I think it's a really kind of offensive thing that he might have said to her because, like, you don't say that to someone who has lost a parent. Mm-hmm. Like, clearly she's cried in her life. So, and then her mom had, like, breast cancer or something even after her dad died of cancer. Mm-hmm. So, like, what the hell are she's you asking? asking? Like, is she's not showing enough emotion for you because yeah. she's not, like, crying at, like, every little drop of a hat? No, she's crying because you broke up with her. And why do you feel the need to... I I really really dislike Ari, guys, <laughs> which is crazy because yeah. I was so into him when he was on Emily Maynard's season. Really? Okay. Oh, I oh, thought- so you watched you watched that season. Yeah. That's not- oh, nice. Uh, my first season was Jake Pavelka. Oh. So God. I had very low expectations <laughs> he started and to thought that the people that they chose were emotionally or physically abusive because I oh. had a feeling that he was, and. Um, You know, then when we showed, you know, they showed Emily Maynard and she was so sweet. And then, you know, the two runner ups really proved to be nasty people. I think Jeff um, Hom, or Jeff with one F, you (laughs) know, afterwards was not what he played out to be this like sweet Mormon guy who does all this charity work about water. I don't think he was that guy. Now he lives with Robbie Hayes in uh, Venice Beach. So if that tells you anything about his (laughs) lifestyle. And uh, then obviously Ari wasn't that great of a guy because since Emily, he's just been dating women that look like Emily, not giving them much and hurting them. That's interesting. I forgot about Jeff. And he even like before the season, someone asked him about Ari. Because I guess they were good friends at one point. They and used he, to be. And he tweeted back and said, oh, I'm not friends with him anymore. Cause Do you he, know what he, happened? He's disgusting. <laughs> so they both went to a wedding together with dates. Mm-hmm. And I think Ari hooked up with his date. What? Oh, my God. I have yeah. not heard this. This is wow. some gossip from Olivia Caridi's podcast, oh, Mouthing oh, Off. She had Robbie Hayes mm-hmm. and... James, oh my God, Taylor. Okay, yeah, I remember James mm-hmm. Taylor uh, on her podcast this week, and they were gossiping. Mm-hmm. And Robbie is roommates with Jeff, mm-hmm. and they she's like, oh, "Why aren't they friends?" And mm-hmm. he said, "I think something happened wow. like that." Going to have to go listen to this episode it's, because yeah. I was wondering. It was so it was so harsh and out of nowhere, and so people were kind of speculating. Yeah, why they weren't friends anymore? But, it's also a little bit weird that the final two are friends. Yeah, I feel like. Usually that doesn't happen. Right. By that point, it's kind of awkward. By that point, it's a little awkward. But Mm -hmm. then maybe they bonded over both not being with Emily. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Some other shady, uh, not shady throwing shade tweet. <laughs> so you uh, have been retweeting the executive editor of People magazine. So she was dragging Ari. So she tweeted, hey Ari, just a heads up that if you felt even an ounce of panic when Jason Mesnick brought up Bachelor Betrayal cover on People, you might want to have a nice stiff drink. Have you seen the cover of People yet? Yeah, I think it's the same. I think it's also Bachelor Betrayal. Okay, it's so it's not as of, bad. Of, uh, yeah, of Lauren and Ari. I know, yeah, the editor, or executive editor of People, Kate Coyne, was really funny last night, because she, you could just tell she was really mad, and so, because she also tweeted something about how the contestants, I believe she said they're, you know, not required to film the breakup, but he did, and then he definitely chose to do that, and then she said that thing about the magazine cover, I was just like, oh, well, when you lose the editor of People, (laughs) like, that's never, that's never never a good sign, some other hilarious things that happened, so it sounds like people were Venmoing, but Monica, money to buy her Don't wine. <laughs> and she's gotten, like, on a GoFundMe $6,000, and she is donating it to a cancer charity. Yeah. Stand Up as to Cancer, classy. which is very classy, but not as classy was ABC being like, we'll match that. I'm like, $6,000? Uh, yeah. That's like a first-class ticket that are <laughs> used to go to Machu Picchu. <laughs> it's like, uh, too little, too late, ABC. <laughs> like, like oh my god, that's I'm nothing. $6,000? Mm-hmm. It's whatever. Yeah. Um, not saying that donating is nothing. I'm saying ABC has a very, very deep pocket. So if they want to make a serious commitment, they should up their game. Yeah. Um, the other thing was the billboards. Oh I am loving it. So I'm from Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, we're very kind people. I speak my mind a little bit more, a lot more than most Minnesotans. People usually, you saw Becca's mother and how she was when she met Ari. And when Becca said, you know, I could get engaged to him. I think he's the one. Becca's mom said that it was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> the very Midwestern. So that, yeah. So when, but when you mess with one of our own. We will come for you. So there is a state representative who has put together a bill uh, banning Ari from Minnesota. Wow! Now, That's amazing. I can get behind that. In the words of Ari, I love that. <laughs> that is. A great move. It was so funny. And these billboards, which are just like anti-Ari billboards that are just like, just leave, Ari, just stop, just leave, um, are so funny. And they're going up all over Minnesota and also in LA. And I realized I have much stronger and bigger aspirations in life than I originally thought. Mm -hmm. I want to get to the point where I have enough money that I could spend it on a billboard just to troll someone. Like, that's a goal. That's a really good goal. I endorse that. And I, it's going to be hard because I am not motivated by money (laughs) because I work at a nonprofit, but I really, really want that one day just to be able to troll someone by buying a billboard. That is a power move. It is and a power move. Have you seen three billboards? I was going to say, I saw three billboards last month. and yeah. I'm a huge Frances McDormitt. She's amazing. She, she totally married um, Joel Cohen, who is another fellow Jew from Minnesota. So, you know, shout out Cohn <laughs> Brothers. They filmed the, uh, a serious man at my synagogue from growing up. Really? Man. Yeah. And they cast people that. in it who aren't actors, that were just like random Jews from Minnesota. <laughs> It's like, just show up and <laughs> behave how you normally do. <laughs> wow. I had no idea. Um, and then finally, there was one person who was happy for Ari and Lauren. Christina Shulman, the uh, Russian-born beauty yeah, from from she was in the last season of bachelor oh, okay. in paradise and mm-hmm. from next season Nick, right. and she said that it may be an unpopular opinion but she's supportive of anyone who follows their heart and yes there are better ways to go about this um but uh, that she wishes ari and lauren the best during this difficult time and tells them to love each other support each other and choose each other um wow. That's bold. Just it is bold. Ari was getting torn apart by pretty much everyone. I mean, I get that you know, Bachelor Nation; those the people that have been on the show like are this very tight knit group, and so I get that they want to be supportive. But yeah, I was the think only ones I've seen. They were most as people were supportive upset. and upset. What I was shocked by was how anti some of these people were. Like Sean Lowe mm-hmm. who was like, "This has gone too far." Yeah, a and, lot of them criticized ABC for airing the footage, and I feel like. I appreciate that, because I feel like Sean is kind of this, like, rah-rah, The Bachelor. Mm-hmm. And for him to say that means I feel like they really did cross a line. Yeah. If you make Sean a upset, like, that's you've when you know you've done something <laughs> wrong. You should be ashamed. <laughs> so before we go... I know you don't watch some of the other reality shows that I podcast about, mm-hmm. but was going to ask you a couple scenarios and oh. get your thoughts on it, okay. both as a person and as an entertainment reporter, mm-hmm. what you think might make for some good stories. So there is a woman on Vanderpump Rules named Sheena um, Sheena Shea. That is her married name, but she's divorced now. She has a new boyfriend. And they had been friends for a long time and dated, I guess, before she was married and then are together again now. The interesting thing is that she is always telling him I love you and fawning over him and, like, saying how wonderful he is, which can happen in a new relationship. But he, on last week's episode, told the other guys in the show that he doesn't say I love you back. Hmm. Do you think this is something to be worried about? (laughs) Well... It doesn't seem great. (laughs) I mean, I can imagine, like, for the show's purposes, if that's going to be a storyline, they're kind of... Maybe they would want to make that a point of drama and keep dragging that out where he doesn't say it. So then, down the line, they can have an episode when he does say I love you. Well, well, he doesn't, and they (gasps) break up. Oh, my God, (laughs) that's so much worse. I know, but I don't think it's on camera. I think the um, season stopped filming, so we all know now. But looking back, it's kind of painful to watch. But do you think a woman should ever say I love you first? Yeah, I mean, I think it might be, I mean, awkward when the other person doesn't say it back, but I think good for Sheena. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I've watched like enough of Vanderpump Rules. I've, I've seen a few episodes. I like vaguely know these people, but I feel like she is, she is she like the breakout star of the show, or is that um, Stassi? Stassi? Is she more of the Yeah, star? Okay. I'm actually getting a puppy soon, hopefully, mm-hmm. and uh, naming her Anastasia Bianca <laughs> after <laughs> uh given first and middle name. Oh wow, that is. You really love Vanderpump Rules. <laughs> well, you and know. I don't blame you. I'm going to get a Westie <laughs> and uh, just like Sassy, she'll be a little <laughs> white bitch. So, <laughs> Of all the reality shows I don't watch, this is the one I probably need to just because I know it's so many people so in my life Amazing, show. And I think some of the people on the show, so they're not all self-aware, clearly, mm-hmm. but there are a few that are self-aware and just enough. To, like, keep it interesting. Yeah. You know, where they're, like, crazy, but they also know they're crazy. Uh, okay, so another thing from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Okay. So this sounds absolutely mad, but there was a fight over what drinkware, I don't even know what the term is, what glass, like, champagne was served in. Okay. And apparently champagne had been served to someone in a wine glass, and they were upset. And kind of didn't let that go. Yeah. I I would be furious. (laughs) (laughs) So totally worth dragging out (laughs) for like four episodes. Yes. (laughs) Awesome. I'm already angry thinking about it. (laughs) And then the last question is, so another thing on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is there are three people. So Lisa Vanderpump, who you would know from Vanderpump Rules, Kyle Richards of the Kyle, Kathy, Kim sisterhood, Mm -hmm. and uh, Dorit Kemsley, who... Is fascinating because she has like an accent of a mix of American, British, and Israeli. Uh, her parents are Israeli, she's American, and her husband is British. Oh, yeah. Okay. So the three of them are friends, but there's, they're like a throuple. Like they, like three, the rule of threes is mm-hmm. what Lisa Renna says. It doesn't work. If you have preschoolers and you schedule a play date, you wanna make sure it's two or four, not three. And there is this issue where they're like, like a tug of war over who's closer with Lisa Vanderpump and whether or not like they're all like gossiping about each other to each other. Do you think three women can be equal friends? I I think so. Um, I do too, I do actually. Agree. Yeah, because I was gonna say I have like group like groups of friends where there are three of us Me at too. all times, um, pretty much. And so yeah, I think that I mean I do believe the adage that you know three is a crowd thing. I get, and I think there's always going to be a little bit of a dynamic that two people are closer. And then the other, and you know, maybe one person's a little bit left out, but I think for the most part, it also evolves throughout time. Like there's people that you're going to be closer with Mm -hmm. at certain times. If you go through similar experiences and you know, other times where you drift away from someone, but you always drift back. I totally agree. I think think you have to, as long as you're like confident in your friendships, then three women shouldn't be a problem. I think three is a good number. I think four sometimes can even be like a little bit too much, especially as you Get older, I find. Or even with, like, traveling, things like that. Yeah, with traveling, you have number. to find people that um, travel similar to you mm-hmm. or are willing to let you do your thing or you let them do their thing if yeah. they don't right. line up. Yeah, that's the only way I could see that being hard. But, yeah, I think that they need to work out their problems because they're giving friendships of three a bad name if they can <laughs> all get together. You're <laughs> right, but these women can give women a bad name sometimes <laughs> over the things that they fight about. The only... I've covered Real Housewives a couple times over the years, and I can't remember which city it was, but there was a fight where one woman threw her prosthetic leg at someone else. Oh my gosh, New York City, Aviva okay. Drescher. I didn't even watch that season, yeah. and I know it. It's just iconic. Pitching that at work to my editors was fun. It was like, "It's a reality TV first tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think they believe me. <laughs> Oh my gosh, what did what did they end up saying? Um, they well they told me like if this is really happening, like you should cover it. So I wrote about the prosthetic leg being thrown across the room. And, and what, it was pretty historic. What was your thought on that? Because do you feel like it brought like a human side to someone who has a prosthetic limb? Yeah, that that was interesting, like from the um because I remember the reactions of everyone else in the room when that happened. Like, some people were just shocked, and some started laughing. And so there was some, like, society the next day. It was, like, a group of people, yeah, who said, who were very offended about the reaction that people acted like that was, you know, kind of a weird thing to do, um, or just, like, to have a prosthetic leg. They thought people's reactions were pretty rude about that. So it was pretty interesting to see how, how people react. But, I mean, it. if I had a prosthetic leg, I would mm-hmm. totally take it off to screw the people. Just, yeah. I know. Why not? It brought up all these issues that I had not thought about, which was not expecting from a Real Housewives episode, but. There's a lot of issues that that Mm -hmm. reality TV has covered in recent years, um, you know, as society is not changing, but that we are becoming more aware. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, So, you know, actually this year on Vanderpump Rules, uh, there is a transgender character, Mm -hmm. uh, Billy Mm -hmm. Lee, who is fantastic, uh, and talks a lot about her story, and it brings a lot of attention to it, Yeah, and it's really, really interesting to see. Yeah, I, th- I feel like reality TV, you know, gets such a bad name sometimes, and understandably so, like, there are a lot of shows that are crazy, but it really does bring up these issues. I feel like it doesn't get enough credit, like, even with the Kardashians, um, you know, with Caitlyn Jenner, it was, like, the first time yeah. a transgender person, you know, she got her own show and everything, and people criticized the Kardashians for, you know, being shallow and everything, but I was like, who else... Are there many people talking about these issues on TV? Like and they really brought I it No, and I don't I don't watch the Kardashians, but like criticizing them, I mean, they're not spewing hate. Mm. They're not bringing people down. They're not saying nasty things about large groups of people. So I'm not sure what they're putting out into the world that is toxic. Yeah. So why would you drag them? Yeah. People just, just let them be. Just cannot handle it personally um, i'm in awe of their brilliance in marketing and the ability for them to stay relevant yeah. is Fascinating. It's pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I do not think they get enough credit um, for everything that they've built, and people do write them off really easily. But I personally think that if Chris Jenner became the White House Communications Director, <laughs> that it could completely turn this administration <laughs> around. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> that is an idea I have not heard before, but <laughs> I, will not I just stop. came up with it. I but stop thinking about it. <laughs> I mean, can you imagine? I feel like she would run she a really tight be, ship. Yeah, I, I mean, she has built this what, billion dollar empire? Oh my <laughs> God. Them. They, I mean, they have everything. <laughs> yeah. So as many emails as I get, of people yelling at me, like, why are you writing about reality TV? Wait, I people got a lot of yell those. at you? Let's, let's a, dive into that really Be quickly. I mean, in the last two days, I've gotten a huge response in the last two days from writing about The Bachelor. And so I was kind of reminded that whenever you write about reality TV, you do kind of get this response <laughs> of, I just got one email today and it just said in all caps, this Period is period, not period news. Like people just get so upset when you write. You're about an entertainment reality. reporter, exactly. This <laughs> is what's going, going on in entertainment. Yeah, I got that one. I got a bunch more. Just you know, being really critical. Like, why is the Washington Post covering this? Like from this from the paper that broke Watergate. I mean, I get those. You get those comments all the time. Like writing about entertainment at the There's Post, different sections of the paper. Yeah, no, it's very confusing. Why people feel the need to comment? um, about, yeah, why aren't we covering this? It's like, well, if you go to our homepage or any other section, you will find political coverage or anything. People get very upset sometimes about the things that I write about. That is mind-boggling to me. Yeah. I did not know that this... <laughs> I should have asked you this from the beginning, how the reception has been. So aside from reality TV, what other entertainment um, news do you cover um, I, I write a lot about TV. Um, I, lot, I also write a lot about country music. That's like been a um, nice. area I've gotten into in the last few years. Uh, a lot about celebrity culture, movies sometimes. Um, what about when country music and reality TV go hand in hand? Oh my God, well, you've just stumbled upon my favorite thing to cover. Um, Luke Hally, yeah, James oh Taylor. Gosh. Well, that yeah. So I just spent some time in Nashville, and there are Bachelor alums. Everywhere it is there. one of it the is. the breakout bachelor cities. You've yes. got Caitlyn and Sean, Carly and Evan, Olivia Caridi mm-hmm. is based there. Yeah, when I was there, Nashville Scene put out a whole cover story, and they, they listed so many people that lived there, and I didn't even know some of them. Like the girl that was scallop fingers. At the, at the oh concert. yeah, I forget her, <laughs> her name. Her name was it? Yeah, apparently she she was like on the cover, and yeah, there are so many Nashville people. And I actually was at an event where I you know, from a distance, Luke Pell and Wells were, were both there. And, oh yeah, Wells, um, but I think he's going to to LA soon yeah. he's with Sarah Hyland and they you seem know. to be going strong. <laughs> According to Instagram. I know. Yeah, but Luke Pell is really trying to make the country music thing happen. Um, Do you think he'll face a lot of backlash from how he was portrayed on Winter Games. Uh, see, I missed Winter Games. So sadly, but let I already, me tell yeah. you. So mm-hmm. he gets together with this girl, Stasi, mm-hmm. uh, who is Belarusian, uh, born in Belarus, and moves to Sweden and is a model. And mm-hmm. seems very kind and sweet and kind of there for the right reasons, which mm-hmm. apparently seems to be a common theme on Bachelor franchises outside of the US. Mm-hmm. And... She uh, and him bond over both having heart problems. He apparently, when he was in the military, got a really bad heart infection. It was in the ICU, and they weren't sure if he was going to live. And this comes mm-hmm. out, and she really bonds with him because she's had some major heart problems as well. So they seem to get very close. Um, they don't seem in very physical, like he. but people thought it was because he was very respectful of her, and she's very uh, not into PDA. Mm-hmm. Culturally, And she felt it like... So she turned down the um, fantasy suite. Um, a couple mm-hmm. people did, actually, and still survived. They were like, no, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. We can see each other after the show. And everything seemed so like perfect with them. And then he, apparently after the show, never got her number, never called her, never broke up with her. Uh-oh. And so when they see each other on the, you know, after the whatever ceremony she confronts him and he got back with his ex-girlfriend during that time and doesn't Mm -hmm. make eye contact with her when she's talking. And then after the conversation was over, the producers kept rolling the tape. And so everyone else was on commercial break and you see her like pouring her heart out and him being dismissive and just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like his eyes are just anywhere, but looking at her. And so people were so upset with him that he had to turn off the comment function on his Instagram account. Uh Uh-oh. That sounds awful. I will have to go back and watch because it sounds like a train wreck, but also... Yeah, when you gotta turn off the comments, that's bad. Mm-hmm. You can just watch the like two minute clip Definitely. on YouTube. I don't think you need to the entire season. <laughs> <laughs> and I kinda felt bad for Luke too, because he was supposed to be The Bachelor before Nick. Like I he I think he was a jerk and they actually messed yeah, with him. They... I think they like made him think it was him. <gasps> oh, so I really God. believe this. I have no reason why, other than the fact that he said that he signed everything. Yeah, and he, I remember he did all these interviews on, like, these country radio stations afterwards, and he said he literally had checked into his flight. He was, like, Southwest A1, and then the night before. That level of detail was just, like, kind of really sad. But then the, <laughs> the night before, they called and said, nope, you're off, because they got Nick. So, Do you think yeah. his country music career will suffer? I don't know. Every time I, he comes up in Nashville, people in the music industry kind of, like, roll their eyes a little bit. Oh, so he's not taken Um, seriously as a musician. That's sort of the sense I get. I mean, maybe that will change. Um, But he, he is at, like, a ton of Nashville events, and he's, like, made his presence very known. So I'll be interested to see if he can, like, sort of shed that reality TV persona and make it in country music. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being on. This was so insightful. I cannot imagine that you receive hate emails over being an entertainment writer. Oh, but (laughs) everyone send Emily R some love. Um, Where can we find you on social media? Um, I'm on Twitter. It's my first name, last name, Emily Y A H R. Same with Instagram, and yeah. Hopefully, I will I will be tweeting more about the Bachelorette when this wonderful franchise returns in May. And yes. Besides that, I was telling you, I the other reality show I keep up with pretty religiously is Big Brother. So when that rolls around in the summer, oh you my can gosh, find we'll definitely have you back to oh, talk about next <laughs> Talk about Becca, and you can school me on Big Brother because yes. I'm very confused by it. <laughs> I will tell you anything you need to know. Um, I'm sad I miss Celebrity Big Brother because I love Ross. Yeah, I know. I I actually didn't didn't watch. Um, but I saw I saw a bunch of clips because I was like, I can really only handle Big Brother once a year. Yeah, that it's like, like a like real commitment. It kind of the it sounds only like. Show. Oh yeah, it airs like three or four times a week. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know trying. that in Italy the Bachelor is every day? No, it's in the afternoon. <laughs> it's like an actual soap opera in like real time. It's incredible. <laughs> I need to see this. <laughs> <I know. laughs> well, thank you so much, yeah, thank you and for um. Me. um Have a lovely evening. So that concludes this week's episode of Is This Real Life? Thank you so much for joining. Please be sure to subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud and follow on social media at ITRL underscore podcast. See you next week.